الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله الناصح الأمين اللهم صل على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تمسك بسنته إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد الحمد لله على نعمة الإسلام والسنة All praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah We continue going over the tremendous book by the Fudil to Shaykh Al-Allama Al-Imam Imam bin Baz Rahimahullah Ta'ala That book which is entitled Durus Al-Muhamma Li'amat Al-Ummah Important lessons For the general masses of the Muslims We are on the chapter that is dealing with the names and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the belief of Ahlu Sunniti wal Jama'ah as relates to the names and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and when it comes to the likes of these lessons and this subject matter it is of extreme importance that we have a, a very strong concern for it. Because if a Muslim wants to be successful, then they have to believe properly in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when it comes to the affairs of a tawheed, each and every one of us, we have to put forth an earnest effort to study these affairs so that we may believe in them correctly. This is incumbent, this is a must. Naam. In any event, we have reached the statement of the author, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, where he mentions, And this is after or in light of his statement as relates to the belief in At-Tawheed Al-Asma'i wa Sifat The Tawheed of the names and the attributes of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala As relates to the names and the attributes of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala Then we believe in them Without any Tahrif Without any Ta'atil Without any takif and without any tamthil. This is important and it's important that we understand these concepts and we know these words. So this is an opportunity for those who came to class and they do not have a pen or paper or a writing instrument or something to write upon. This is an opportunity for them, bithnilahi ta'ala, to go and get those things so that they may take notes, bithnilahi ta'ala, so that they can refer back to these things in the future. Now, for those who have been following along the classes, they would remember that some time ago we went over these things. So this is, in fact, a review of what was previously uh, taken and discussed inside of the class. Uh, but even with that, I still encourage those ones who were present in those classes to take it, the notes down again, review, inshallah ta'ala, and to test yourself to see how much you have retained and how much you have forgotten, naam, uh, and to assess yourself, bihnilahi ta'ala. So this is like a, a self, yani, uh, test, a self evaluation, uh, be it may. As relates to this particular subject matter that we previously went over. In any event, the Fadil to Shaykh 
شيخ عبد الرزاق بن شيخ بن شيخ عبد المحسن العباد البدر حفظهم الله تعالى he mentions commenting upon the statement of Imam bin Baz بغير التحريف without تحريف and without تعطيل and without تكييف and without تمثيل and inshallah ta'ala shortly we will go over each and every one of these and and and, and bring their translation uh, and speak a little bit about them bithnilahi ta'ala the shaykh he mentions he says هذه الأمور أربع حذر الشيخ رحمه الله ta'ala منها he said that these four affairs the shaykh رحمه الله ta'ala he warned from them he warned from them he cautioned the muslims from them now keep in mind that this book is entitled what important lessons for every muslim for every muslim so every muslim who the angels are writing for them they have to know this ma'am this is an important lesson for them this is an important lesson for you my dear listener so the sheikh the author he warns from these four mentioned things وَأَنَّ الْوَاجِبِ أَن تُثْبَتَ الْأَسْمَاءُ وَالصِّفَاتِ مَعَ الْحَذَرِ الشَّدِيدِ مِنَ الْوَقُوعِ فِي شَيْءٍ مِنْ هَذِهِ الْأُمُورِ الْأَرْبَعِ He says, and what is incumbent is that we affirm the names and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala while having the utmost of caution, while having the epitome of caution. Naam, a very strong caution and the epitome of caution from falling into uh, these four affairs. Because all of these four affairs, each and every single one of them, then they constitute heresy as relates to the names and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as relates to the names of Allah and His attributes, and His attributes. Naam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, now I want everybody to listen to this, because when it comes to acting in a heretical fashion, or having heretical beliefs, as relates to the names and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then this is extremely dangerous. Naam? And the individual is cautioned from the likes of these things. Because there is a tremendous threat that is linked to this. Naam? As Allah ta'ala, He says inside of His noble book, And they belong, and they belong to Allah the most excellent of names. So call upon him by way of them. So call upon him by way of them. And stay away from, avoid, stay away from those ones who commit heresy as relates to his names. Allah Ta'ala, he says, They shall be punished because of what they used to do. They will be punished because of what they used to do. And what is it that they used to do in, yani, as relates to the context of this ayah? Is that they used to commit heresy as relates to the names and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now each one of these things, then they constitute heresy as relates to the names and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, Shaykh Abdul Razak, Allah Ta'ala, he goes on and he says, وَهَذَا تَهْدِيدٌ وَوَعِيدٌ لِكُلِّ مَنْ يُلْحِدُ فِي أَسْمَاءِ اللَّهِ أَوْ صِفَاتِهِ تَبَارُكُ وَتَعَالَى He said, and this is a tremendously strong threat. This is a strong threat and a promise, نعم, and a promise to everyone, to every single individual who commits heresy as relates to the names or the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we can say as relates to the names and or attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Naam. Then there is what? A tremendous threat for these individuals. A tremendous threat for these individuals. 
wal ilhad and it's important to know that as relates to heresy na'am turqun kathiratun then there are many different ways wal subulun muta'addida there are many different ways and many different avenues by way in which an individual he can make or she can make uh, heresy as relates to the names and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Naam. But regardless, all of these all of these particular ways, all of these particular avenues, so on and so forth, then they all take the name of heresy. They all are heresy. Naam. Men nas men from human beings there are some who their heresy is what is tahrif and from human beings there are some who their heresy is takif and they are from human beings who their ilhad their heresy it is tamthil وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ إِلْحَادُهُ تَعْطِيلٌ And they are from him, human beings who their heresy is تعطيل فَهَذِهِ أُمُورٌ يَجِبُ أَنْ يُحْذَرَ مِنْهَا أَشَدَّ الْحَذَرٌ And these affairs, it is incumbent that the utmost of caution is taken as relates to them. It is incumbent that the utmost of caution is taken as relates to them. نعم. Now, I want to stop here. To remind, to remind myself, to remind all those who are listening. As often mentioned, we have to focus in on self-development, self-improvement, so on and so forth. And from the ways in which we do that is by focusing in on and concentrating on those things that are beneficial to us and shutting the door on those things that are not beneficial to us. And definitely shutting the door on those things that are harmful to us and detrimental to us. Now, we have to shut the door on the likes of these things. Without any doubt. So, I'm taking this opportunity to do this. I want everyone, after hearing the threat of those who make heresy as relates to the names and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. After understanding that how this affair is an affair that is dangerous, after realizing and intellectualizing this concept, I want us to reflect now and ask ourselves. Now, I'm just that self evaluation. I want us to ask ourselves how well grounded are we as relates to these four affairs? Do we truly understand them? Do we know what they mean? And so on and so forth. Because if not, then. How are we going to stay away from something? If you don't, if you don't know what a thing is, how can you say with certainty that you are avoiding it? Ma'am, how can you say with certainty that you are avoiding it? I'll give you an example, a very simple example, bi'ithnillahi ta'ala. That's like an individual, if it was said to them, go to the market and I want you to buy bananas. But I do not want you to buy plantain. Naam. Plantain. Don't buy no plantain. But just bananas. Stay away from the plantain. Just get bananas. If you don't know what a plantain is. If you don't know the difference between a banana and between plantain. How are you going to avoid it? When they're very similar in the way that they look. How are you going to avoid it? Now you might get some plants and they say, "Oh, maybe it's just a banana. It's not, you know, it's it's a oh, mashallah, it's a big banana and it, it, it's may, it's not ripe yet." So you know, and you and you get it. You, you you your 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 cart will be mixed with both of them. Why? Because you don't truly know what a plantain is. So how are you going to stay away from it? Now, so if you are ignorant of a particular thing, then how can you with certainty say that you're staying away from it? And if it's something that you know you should be staying away from, then why are you not learning about it? So you can take the caution from it. Naam. So it is incumbent that, that, that we take yani, our study serious. It's incumbent that we take time. We go over these books. We read. We review. We reread. Huh? So on and so forth. Uh, we study. And we memorize. To the best of our abilities. Because this is the type of information that we want to have down. This is the type of stuff that we want to have good and the rest of that stuff 
yani we can close the door on it you can we know what they say you shut out the distractions and all the noise uh, in the background of that which is, is does not benefit you and definitely from no, from those things that are detrimental to you and, and that they may hurt you you stay away from these things and you don't worry you know concern yourself with it now and don't get caught up in, in in the likes of all of the distractions that exist uh, out there but focusing on those things that uh, truly benefit you bithilahi ta'ala ala kulli hal the statement of the author without tahrif. Now we believe in the names and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we don't make tahrif. What is tahrif? What does that mean? Naam. What does tahrif mean? Sheikh Abdul Razak he mentions he says tahrifin he says, and this is, we make no tahrif as relates to uh, his names and his attributes. Regardless on whether it is a tahrif of the actual words or a tahrif of the meanings. Now what tahrif means, it means to change. It means to alter. Naam. It means to change something and to alter it. This is what tahrif means. So you have a type of tahrif that takes place and it is a changing of the actual wording. And the shaykh he mentions as relates to this, he says, وَالتَّحْرِيفِ الْأَلْفَاظِ يَكُونُ مَثَلًا بِزِيَادَةِ حَرْفِ The tahrif of the actual word itself, نعم, the actual name itself or the actual uh, attribute itself, then that will come by them adding a letter. It can be many ways, نعم, but from them, they may add a letter to it. Naam. Or they take away a letter. They add a letter, take away a letter. Naam. Or تغيير الحركة إعرابية بحيث يغير المعنى. Or they will change the تشكيل. They will change the تشكيل. And thus change the meaning. I'll give you an example. You had from the Mu'tazila those who they denied the attribute of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of speech. They denied the fact that Allah speaks. Naam. So when it came to Allah Ta'ala's statement as found in Surah and Nisa in his verse 164, verse 164 from Surah. Uh, from Surah An-Nisa Allah Ta'ala He says وَكَلَّمَ اللَّهُ مُوسَى تَكْلِيمًا And Allah spoke to Musa نعم And Allah spoke to Musa لِأَنَّ لَفْضُ الْجَلَالَ نعم فَاعِل Because the يعني, auspicious name is the fa'il meaning is the one who is doing the action so it means that what Allah spoke to Musa, Allah spoke to Musa. Naam, the Mu'tazila, they used to say and they used to try to get some of the reciters of the Quran to change the tashkil of this ayah. So, as opposed to having a dhamma on the Lord Jalala, they will put upon it a fatha, Naam, a fatha, which will change it. Which will change the meaning, yani, by changing the dhamma to a fatha, what they are doing is subsequently changing the meaning. Because now with dhamma, lafdun jalala is what? The fa'il, the one who is speaking. So is Allah speaking to Musa? But if you change it to a fatha, then now it becomes the mafa'ulun bihi. It becomes the one who is being spoken to. So the meaning changes from Allah spoke to Musa to Musa spoke to Allah. You see? By changing that one vowel from a dhamma to a fatha, it changes the meaning from Allah spoke to Musa to Musa spoke to Allah. This is the games that these individuals play. So I don't want anyone, I don't want anyone to think, I don't want anyone to have any doubt of the evil nature of the people of innovation. That they will go to the extent 
that they will try to actually change the voweling of the Qur'an so that it fits their agenda. Naam. So when it is said that these individuals, they twist the meaning of the ayat and, 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 and pervert the meaning of the ayat to fit their corrupted understanding, their corrupted belief, let no one have any doubt as relates to this. Naam. Let no one have any doubt as relates to this. Because this was something that they actually tried. This is, this is a historical fact. Naam. Can't change history. This is a historical fact. They actually tried to do this. They tried to change the Qur'an. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He promised that He will protect His Qur'an. So they were not able to be successful as relates to that evil plot and that evil scheme. But this is what they tried to do. They actually tried to change the words. Now I'm going to bring this as an example because a person may say, Okay, if a, per if, 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 if a form of tahrif of, of changing... Right? Is to actually change the words. Well, who in the world would do this? Who would even try something like this? Now to actually change the word. Now, so here's your answer. <laughs> the Mu'tazila. Now I mean those like them from the people of innovation. This is what they do because they don't have any. They don't have any proofs and evidences that they can actually use, huh? Because what they're bringing is something foreign to the Deen of Islam. So you're not going to find a proof or evidence for it. So what they do is they twist things to fit. Uh, their corrupt beliefs. So when the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, مُحْدَثَتُهَا وَكُلَّ مُحْدَثَةٍ بِدْعَةٍ وَكُلَّ بِدْعَةٍ ضَلَالَةٍ وَكُلَّ ضَلَالَةٍ فِي النَّارِ You understand better that verily the most, the worst of all affairs are newly invented matters in the religion. Every newly invented matter is يعني, uh, a bid'ah. Every bid'ah is a going astray. Every going astray is in the hellfire. We understand better now. These people are evil that do the, 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 the likes of this stuff. As opposed to what? Just submitting. Yeah, subhanAllah. Who in their right mind would think, oh, I need to change Allah's book? No, change yourself. Change yourself. Your, 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 your belief is corrupt, then change yourself. Change your belief. Rectify yourself. Comply to what is the truth. Don't try to change the truth so that it comply to you. I mean, what, that doesn't even make sense. Naam. This is what they try to pull off. But, the verse is, and Allah spoke to Musa. One of the Salaf, when they, when they came to him and they tried to tell him, listen, I want you to recite this, this verse like that. He responded to them in a very wise manner. And, and, and in this, we see how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he protects his deen. We see how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he protects his deen. And we see, yani, and we benefit from this, we, we can extract from this, we benefit from this, of what? A consistency of the truth, that the truth is consistent. There is no, there's no contradictions in the truth. Now, what's true here is true there, true over there, true in this time, true in that era, so on and so forth. What is true is true and is true. And that's that. Now, the truth is consistent. So, so pointing this out and showing the inconsistencies and showing how they will never be successful with this and refuting them. When they came to one in the Salaf and, and they told him, listen, recite this verse and change the Dhamma to a Fatha. He responded to them, he said, فَكَيْفَ تَصْنَعَ بِقَوْلِهِ تَعَالَى وَلَمَّ جَاءَ مُوسَى لِمِقَاتِنَا وَكَلَّمَهُ رَبُّهُ He said, okay. Not like, okay, I'm complying, but he's asking him. If we were to do that, what, what would you do with Allah's statement? And when Musa came to the meeting with us, and his Lord spoke to him. Because see, in that ayah, you can't change a, uh, yani a bumma to a fatha and get this, you know, you can't do that. You can't play that with that ayah. So he said, okay, yani, showing them. You do that there, what you going to do here? Huh? So as to show them that your understanding is wrong. You're incorrect. This is ilhad. This is heresy as relates to the names uh, of uh, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and as relates to the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and like this is the truth Naam, like this is the truth alhamd also what enters into a tahrif is uh, as the shaykh mentions yakunu bi'i'ta'i lawf madlula lawfin akhar is that they replace the uh, they replace the actual word with another word. Uh, meaning that they may not physically change the word itself, but they'll come and they'll say, oh, this word means that. 
like how they try to say that the meaning of istiwa is astawla. They say the meaning, so they don't change the actual word itself. Ar-Rahman ar-Arsistawa. They don't change the word itself, but they'll but they'll come and they'll and they'll change the meaning. They'll say, "Oh, it's it, yani, uh, istiwa here means istawla." It doesn't mean that Allah rose above His throne. It means that Allah conquered His throne. This is what they say, but this is incorrect. Al-istiwa means al-istiwa. Allah is above His throne. Nam does not mean conquered. It means he's above his throne. Although come and they'll try to say, oh, yet means yani power or something like this. Nam. So they don't change the actual word itself, but they'll bring a false interpretation to it and change the meaning, yani uh, 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 of it, saying that it means something that it doesn't. Nam. And this is the way of the people of innovation. So be so so beware. And I and, and I want you to understand this as well. As Sheikh Saleh Abdul Aziz Al Sheikh he mentions is that. It, the issue was not about that a person brings a delil. That's not the issue, right? Rather, the issue is that an individual, he brings a delil in his proper way, bearing his proper meaning, pointing to his proper thing. That's the issue. Not just a person say, oh, but he quoted an ayah. Okay, but did he quote the ayah correctly? Did he quote the ayah given to it the proper tafsir? Did he quote the ayah saying about the ayah what the Prophet ﷺ taught us? Did he quote the ayah saying about the ayah that was the Sahaba transmitted to us? Naam, or did he quote the ayah and give to it a false interpretation? So a person can't say, oh, but he quote, and, 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 and I want to caution you, especially in this, in this day and in, uh, in age that we live in, that individuals have access to the masses with great ease. Now, what they got to do is post something here, push live there, stream this over there, and so on and so forth, and then boom, you know, you got all these people listening to them. Now, and then a person will come and say, oh, but I didn't hear nothing but kitab and sunnah. You know, he quoted Quran, he quoted uh, hadith and so on and so forth, so it's good, right? Well, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> now, if they misquoted things, no, it's not right. If they took things out of their context, no, it's not right. Now, so it is incumbent and it is important that we understand and that we uh, measure our understanding with the understanding of the Sahaba. Now, I mean, this is how we know. An individual is, is going to be right or, or they're going to be wrong. We measure that according to the understanding of the Sahaba. So a person, they come and they say, oh, this verse means that. Okay, who from the Sahaba said that? Who from the Sahaba agree with that? Naam. Oh, this hadith, it means this. Okay, who from the Sahaba agreed with that? Who from the Sahaba said that this is what that statement of the Prophet ﷺ means. Naam. And, 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 and I want everyone to really, really understand this and pay attention to it. It is not sufficient that a person come back and they say, Oh, but Sheikh so-and-so said. Because unfortunately we are crippled nowadays with people who call to extreme blind following. Naam. When it comes to the Sophia, when it comes to the Sophia, and so on and so forth. Naam, we get it. Yeah, we understand. That's them. That's what they do. Huh? But when it comes to individuals who claim to be upon the Sunnah, Naam, this is a tragedy. Because why? It's not acceptable. It is not acceptable to take anyone's statement and to utilize that statement within within itself as a proof. It is not proof. What is proof? The Quran, the Sunnah. That is proof. The ijma', the consensus, huh? uh, and at the head of that, what is what the ijma' from the Sahaba, so on and so forth. This is proof. The qiyas sahih, the yani, uh, what do you say? The the proper and sound, yani, uh, acknowledging, so on and so forth. This is proof. Qiyas. This is proof in the deen. So on and so forth. Now, as Imam Ibn Qayyim mentioned, that was ilm. Qad Allah, Qad Rasul. That's ilm. Allah said, the Prophet said, the Sahaba said, that's ilm, that's knowledge. Naam. So it is incumbent and is a must that uh, we understand that a statement of an individual from the Mashaykh, from the ulama, from Afadil, so on and so forth, it is not a proof. But like Sheikh Uthaymeen, rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentioned, the statements of the scholars are in need of proof. So it's not enough a person is coming and he say, oh, but Sheikh so and so said, yeah, subhanallah. 
You understand? When it comes to Sufi man so-and-so, and they say, oh, but Sheikh such-and-such said, Imam so-and-so said, Wali so-and-so said, we reject them. We say, well, I hear about that. Now, but I want you to understand. Remember we, took, remember we spoke about the consistency of the truth? Huh? Truth is consistent. It's not, it's not circumstantially, uh, uh, any, it's not something that, 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 that only stands true circumstantially. Now, so when it comes to the circumstance of the Sufi, uh, no, we don't accept when he say, oh, the Sheikh said. We don't accept that. But yet, when it comes to a person, and he quote from a sheikh, and that sheikh is upon sunnah, and he said, oh, but sheikh said. Then we just say, oh, okay. I hear now obey. No, not for the sheikh statement. No, not for the sheikh statement. Allah said we hear we obey. The Prophet said we hear we obey. Now, because point to this was the proper understanding as, as taught to us about the sahaba. Now, we hear we obey. But the sheikh said, it's like Imam Malik said, huh? It's like Imam Malik, he said, everyone, his statement could be accepted and it could be rejected, except for the statement of the owner of this grave. And then he pointed to the grave of the Prophet So when it comes to the human beings, if the Prophet said it, we hear, we obey. Anybody else, a statement, it could be accepted or could be rejected, depending upon what? If it complies with the book and the sunnah. If it complies with the book and the sunnah, then we then we take it. If it contradicts the book and the sunnah, then we, we reject it. Now, of course, the imams of Ahlul Sunnah, wal Jama'ah, the Afadul, the virtuous ones, so on and so forth, do they intentionally fall into mistake and error? No, not at all. It's a mistake. Huh? Are they subject to mistake? Yes, they are. Because the because Yani there is no infallibility for them. The Prophet said, All of the children of Adam make mistakes. And the best of those who make mistakes are those who they make repentance. So regardless of how big the Shaykh he may be, he can be mistaken in the issue. Regardless of how much knowledge the Shaykh he may have. Above everyone who knows someone who know more. You understand? So he could be wrong in the issue. He could be wrong in it. So this is why we have to refer back to what the book in the Sunnah upon the understanding of the self of this Ummah. It's very important. This is a very important thing and I want to stress that. Because it's not enough to say, oh, but the Sheikh said no. No, no. No, no. Who from the Sahaba taught us that this is the proper understanding as it relates to the text? You, you understand? Because we have to, we have to link ourselves to Allah said, the Prophet Sallallahu said, we have to link ourselves to the revelation. And the revelation is, is, is two. Is what? Is the Quran and the Sunnah. Is the Quran and is the Sunnah. As the Prophet Sallallahu said, uh, لَقَدْ أُتِيْتُ الْقُرْآنُ مِثْلُهُ مَعَهُ أَوْ كَمَا قَالِ نَبِيهُ Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. As the Prophet Sallallahu said, or as he said, I have been given the Quran and that which is like it. Meaning, is revelation. Referring to what? His Sunnah. The Sunnah of Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Naam? That makes sense? <laughs> but, so, changing the meaning or changing the word itself by adding a letter, taking a letter away, or by changing the voweling. This is not permissible. This is not permissible, but rather this is heresy as relates to the names and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَقَوْلُهُ وَلَا تَعْطِيلٍ وَلَا جَحْدٍ وَتَكْذِيبٍ بِهَا وَعَدِمُ الْإِثْبَاتِ لَأَنَّ التَّعْطِيلِ هُوَ النَّفْيُ It's Ta'atil, we don't make ta'atil. In ta'atil, it means to deny. Huh? Meaning, we don't deny it. We don't belie it. We don't say, no, that's not Allah's attribute. No, that's not Allah's name. We don't deny the names and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But rather, we affirm the names and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as they have come. Because ta'atil means a nephew. And nafi is a, is a denial or, 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 or a negation. Naam is, 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 is to negate something. So we accept it. We don't reject it. We, we don't, we don't negate it, but we rather we affirm it. And this is, this is very important. 
Allah Ta'ala says such and such about himself, then we believe it. As Allah Ta'ala said, the Prophet ﷺ, he informed us yani, uh, uh, about his Lord, such and such, and we believe in that. As, as the Prophet ﷺ, he, he, he taught us. And this is, goes back to what we took in the last class, that Imam Ahmed, rahimahullah ta'ala, what he say? Now, now, you should have this in your notes. So, yani, flip, you know, flip back in your notes, inshallah ta'ala, you should have this statement. The statement is very important, and I want everyone to get it down, because this is a very important principle as it comes to the proper belief in the names and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is, as Imam Ahmed, he mentions, Nasifullaha bima wasafa bihi nafsa wa bima wasafahu bihi rasuluhu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa la natajawazu al-Qur'ana wal-Hadith. Imam Ahmed, rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentions, he says, he said, we... Describe Allah with that which he had described himself with and with that which his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has described him with. And we do not go beyond the Qur'an and the Hadith. We don't go beyond the Qur'an and the Hadith. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he described Allah like this, this is what we believe, like that, the way it has come. Allah ta'ala described himself like this, this is what we believe. What Allah ta'ala has described, the way it has come. And that's it. We do not go beyond the book and the sunnah. So when it comes to ta'atil, to negate, no, we do not negate the names and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَقَوْلُ And the statement of the author, وَلَا تَكْيِيف نعم تَكْيِف It means to give a description. To give a description and to speak about the how. Naam, to give a description and to speak about the how. As some of you may have already deduced from the word itself, tekyif. Naam, tekyif. You're hearing a kaif, right? We ask each other. Yeah? Kaif al hal. Yeah? So on and so forth. How? How are you? Naam. So tekyif is to speak about the how. Or to try to describe the manner in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does this or that. Ma'am, we're to try to speak about the how and the description of the names and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. la We don't speak about, we don't get involved in the how as relates to Allah's names and his attributes. yuqal, and the Shaykh gives some examples, he says, so it is not said, كيف How did he rise? وكيف How does he come down? وكيف يدو how, how, how is his hand? وكيف سمعه And how is his hearing? هذا سؤال باطل These are these questions are erroneous They are false They are not permissible We can't ask questions like that We believe in it as it has come نعم And that's it Why? Why is that the case? نعم Why is that the case? It's, it's very simple When it comes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the only way that we can know anything about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that He informed us. Is that He subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has informed us in His divinely revealed book or in the sunnah of His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because He revealed to His Messenger the sunnah and then the Prophet sallallahu He informed us. Naam. So, the only way we can have any knowledge about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is by way of the text. Is by way of the text. And anything outside of that, it is impossible for us to have any knowledge about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So as relates to the kafiyah, as relates to the how and the and the description and so on and so forth, uh, the Shaykh he mentions, he said, we have been informed about the names and the attributes of Allah. We've been informed about His names and His attributes. But we have not been informed about the how. We have not been informed about their detailed description. Naam, we have not been informed about that. So we can't speak about it because we don't know about that. So therefore, we affirm that which we have been informed of. Naam, we've been informed about his names and his attributes, so we affirm that. Naam. And we don't get into that which we have not been informed of. 
We don't speak about that in which we have no knowledge of. نعم ولهذا إمام مالك رحمه الله تعالى قال and for this إمام مالك رحمة الله عليه he said الاستواء معلوم والكيف مشهول أي لا نعلم he says that the fact that Allah is above his throne this is well known but how he said this is unknown meaning we don't know it we don't know it نعم وفي الرواية in the side of another narration of this particular statement he said والكيف غير المعقول he said, and, and the kaif of it itself is غير المعقول. We are not able to intellectualize it. نعم. أي لا نعقله. Meaning, we can't comprehend it. نعم. The how Allah does this, or the, or the description, yeah, so on and so forth. It is beyond our comprehension. It is beyond our comprehension. And that is the meaning of the statement of Imam Malik. والكيف غير المعقول. And the kaif is not, is not معقول. You're not able to conceptualize it. It's beyond your comprehension. Naam. Right. وقوله and his statement ولا تمثيل and we don't make تمثيل. So let's do a recap real fast before we go on to the fourth one. Let's do a recap. The first one is تحريف and that means to change. To change the meaning or to change the words. Or to change, I yani need change the vowel name. Naam. So you believe in the names and the, and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without changing them, without adulterating them. Naam. Wala ta'atil. And we do not deny them. Wala ta'kif. And we don't describe them. We don't talk about how. And try to give a description to them. Naam. We don't talk about how and try to give a description to them, meaning to their reality. As far as يعني, uh, our belief in them, we believe in them as they have come. We believe in them as they have come. Naam. And that which is pointed to by the clear Arabic language. But as far as the details and everything like that, then no, we don't we don't get into that because we don't know. Right? So fourthly is Tamthil. And we don't make Tamthil. A meaning A Lishayin Mil Makhluqin. Meaning we do not liken the characteristics of Allah to the characteristics of the creation. We do not liken the characteristics of Allah to the characteristics of the creation. Naam. And the Shaykh gives examples of this. Naam. Ka'an yuqal. He said like it is said. سمع الله كسمعنا وعياذ بالله أو بصر الله كبصرنا. He said like it is said, or يعني we don't say that Allah's hearing is like our hearing, or Allah sees like the same way we see. نعم. We don't. We don't do this because Allah سبحانه وتعالى the Sheikh says تعالى الله وتقدسه. And ذلك because Allah is 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 greater. He's he's better than that. He's greater than that. He's more holy than that. We can yeah, Subhanallah to compare Allah to us. أعوذ بالله. أعوذ بالله. نعم. وهذا تمثيل كفر بالله. And this تمثيل is disbelief in Allah. To say that Allah's attributes are like the attributes of human beings. This is disbelief. This is kufr. This is disbelief in Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Naam, what mumathil kafir, and the one who likens Allah to his creation, he is a disbeliever. He's a disbeliever. Naam, woman yaqul, whoever says, inna yada ma'abudihi ka yadi, wa sam'ahu ka sam'ihi, wa basrahu ka basrihi, hada la ya'budullah. I want you to listen to this, I want you to understand this very well. The Shaykh he says, and such is and such and it is as such is that the one who says that verily the hand of the created uh, uh, creation, the hand of the created being, huh, the hand of the slave is like the hand of Allah, is like his hand, meaning Allah's hand, or that the hearing of the creation 
is like Allah's hearing, or the seeing of the creation is like Allah's seeing. He says, this individual in reality does not worship Allah. This individual in reality does not worship Allah. Naam, kama qala ba'du salaf. As some of the salaf they used to say, al-mumathil ya'budu sanaman. That the one who likens Allah to his creation in reality worships an idol. In reality worships an idol. Naam. Now I want you to ponder on this. If Allah has names and attributes, and his names and his attributes are like this. But a person misbelieves in the names and the attributes of Allah and he worships based upon his misunderstanding of, of, of things that have attributes and yani, totally different than Allah's real attributes. Then this is how they say in reality, they don't worship Allah, but they worship an idol. Now, let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. Uh, a simple example. And for Allah is the, high, is, is the highest example. We all know that coffee has certain characteristics. Naam, coffee has certain characteristics. Now we're talking about a cup of coffee. Okay? Right. So if the yeah, from the characteristics of of, of, of the coffee is the, the robust smell of it, distinctive, robust smell of coffee, right? The the, the dark color of it, right? or the color of it. This is yani, a characteristic of what? Of coffee. So on and so forth. Now it contains caffeine, you know, to the end of it. But if I came with a substance, I came with a substance, right? And you say, oh, you know, it's a silly example. But if you say, look, you can't sit down here at the table with us unless you're drinking coffee too. So I say, oh, yeah, no problem. I got coffee. But then you look at my cup. Man, I got a clear cup, okay? I got a clear mug. You look inside my cup and the liquid is clear. It's clear. Clear liquid. Okay? And it is uh, carbonated. And it has uh, lemon-lime flavor. Right? You're going to tell me what? You're not drinking coffee. And if you, by some strange stretch of the imagination, believe that that is coffee, then you have yet to know what is really coffee. You don't know what coffee is. You're not drinking coffee. You understand what I'm saying? So, I mean, inshallah ta'ala, makes sense, huh? Inshallah ta'ala, makes sense, and you get the, uh, yani, uh, the example. So, this is what? This is the likeness, this is the similitude of these individuals who they attribute attributes to Allah that are not Allah's attributes. These individuals, they do not worship Allah. They do not worship Allah as a salaf, as uh, as as they said, and and this statement from the salaf it was mentioned by Sheikh Al Islam Ibn Taymiyyah in Majmur Al Fatawa uh, in the fifth volume, uh, page one uh, one ninety six. Now, depending upon the print, yani hereabouts area there, yani somewhere in that ballpark, depending upon what print you may particularly have. Alakulihal. This shows us something that is very, very tremendous. Now, because we want to worship Allah. We don't want to be from the idol worshippers. We want to worship Allah. We don't want to worship anything else. We want to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it behooves us, it behooves us what? Then we have to really learn what is the names and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, and particularly on this particular point, we have to stay away from tamthil. We have to stay away from liking uh, the uh, Allah to the creation. Right? And it's haram because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He tells in this noble book, There is nothing like him. There's nothing like him. And this can be found in Surah uh, Ashura in his verse number eleven. Naam, it's verse number eleven. As as uh, as Allah Ta'ala He commands us or He tells us inside of His book. And that there is nothing that is like him. And this is an important principle as relates to the names and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So personally come and they say, uh, uh, Allah is ar-Rahman. Yes, he's ar-Rahman. Allah, that means Allah has rahmah. That Allah has mercy. We say, yes, he has mercy. But there's nothing like him. Now, there's nothing like him. Nothing has mercy like Allah. Because Allah is perfect in his names and his attributes. And everything else is imperfect. Allah is perfect. Everything else is not. You understand? 
Allah is perfect, everything else is not. And Allah's names and attributes, Allah's attributes is connected to Himself. So they're perfect. Because He is perfect. That makes sense? So it's impossible, it is impossible for Allah's names and attributes to be like that of the creation. Because the creation is imperfect and Allah is perfect. So you see the blasphemy, you see the heresy, when a person likens Allah to His creation. Subhanallah. Allah is above what they describe to Him. لا سمية له ولا مثيل في الشيء من أسمائه وصفاته تبارك وتعالى. There is nothing that is like Allah. There is nothing like Allah. There is nothing that is like Allah as relates to His names and His attributes. There is nothing like that that is like Allah. Period. Naam. There is nothing that is like Allah. Period. Allah Taala He says in a surah. Uh, Allah Ta'ala says in a surah that we all know. Now, 99.9% of us know. Right? And Allah Ta'ala knows best of the, of the percentage. And that is the statement, وَلَمْ يَكُنْ لَهُ كُفُوًا أَحَدٍ And that there is nothing that is like him. There is no, يعني, uh, nothing like him. Nothing like him, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And that can be found in what? Surah Al-Ikhlas. Naam. فتمثيل فتمثيل صفات الله بصفات المخلوقين هذا كفر بالله وإلحاد في أسمائه وصفاته جل في علا. So likening the create the uh, uh, characteristics of Allah with the characteristics of the creation, then this is disbelief. This is disbelief in Allah. And this is heresy as relates to his names and his attributes. And this is heresy as relates to his names and as relates to his attributes. And then after mentioning that, Imam bin Baz, ta'ala, the mentioning without any type of tahrif and not ta'atil and not taqif and not tamthil, he said, Amalan biqawlihi ta'ala, he said, and this is acting in accordance to the statement of Allah or the statement of the Most High. Now, now, now the Shaykh he brings his Dalil over everything in which he aforementioned. He brings his Dalil which could be, which is extracted, now, from what he mentions. And that is, Allah Ta'ala state more translated means, and say he is Allah the one, the one who is self-sufficient, the all-sustainer, who provides for all yet needs no provision. The one who, yani, the one who he does not beget, nor is he begotten. He doesn't have any children, nor does, nor does he have parents. And that there is nothing that is like him whatsoever. And also Allah's statement, there is nothing like him, and he is the all hearer, the all seer. Naam, he is the all hearer, the all seer. Inshallah ta'ala, we want to save going further into that, uh, to the next class, inshallah ta'ala, yani the Shaykh he brings some reflections as relates to Surah Al Ikhlas. And as relates to يعني, uh, the ayah from Surah uh, Ashura, verse number 11. So inshallah ta'ala, we will save that to the next class, so next time we meet. Bithilahi ta'ala, fa-naktafi bihad al-qadr. Wassalam ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Wa jazakumallahu khayra.